Welcome back to The Red Carpet, the podcast where we look at how well or how truly terribly our favorite books have been adapted to the big screen. Today, we're talking about Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief, and boy, do we have thoughts. But before that, hi, Cass. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing so good. How are you? I am tired but ready to go tired but ready <laughs> it has to been a long the tea. week it's I, it's, it's only tuesday i just i know it. it's I was gonna say week. it's tuesday lemon <laughs> yes exactly but that's that's where i'm at right now <laughs> yeah, yeah but you're so close one more week of school one more week yeah and you're we truly free yeah truly it's so weird really because teaching like many teachers i'm sure if you're listening to this, you probably relate to this. Teaching became my entire personality. And mm-hmm. now as I am preparing to quit teaching in approximately five and a half school days, I'm like, where did my personality go? What's <laughs> happening to me? <laughs> Who am I? Yeah. <laughs> um, mini existential crisis, but I have a That's podcast right. to fill my time. You have now. a podcast now. That's your new identity. Exactly. Yes. My new identity is podcaster. <laughs> That's on your Instagram bio now. Yes. Podcaster. Podcaster. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I feel kind of your pain. Mine's a little easier since it's a three day a week summer class that has only mm. lasted six weeks. However, <laughs> Six weeks can feel like an eternity. Well, and especially when you're trying to fit 16 weeks of material into those six weeks. That's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And they're not middle schoolers. However, they are 18 to 20 year olds. Mm. (laughs) Not far off. I think there's, I was going to say, I think there's a lot of overlap. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say a little bit. You said a lot. (laughs) There's a lot, I think. I don't know. Haven't had a middle school class, but there is Mm -hmm. overlap. But yeah, so I'm very excited about this episode. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So much to get into. We have so much. We have so much. We're like trying to keep ourselves on a schedule because I texted class and I said, (laughs) I think we could talk about this for four hours. Our first five episodes could all be about just this book to movie adaptation. Truly, truly everything, basically everything that's missing is what we talk about. But before we get too far ahead of ourselves, Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief, can you just give us a brief synopsis of what this book is about? Yes. So the book, Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief, is about Percy Jackson, who is a kid who has been kicked out of multiple schools for a variety of reasons. And his mom keeps finding new schools for him. She's married to Smelly Gabe. Smelly Gabe. (laughs) So Percy finally finds out that his problems are because he is a demigod, half Greek god, half human. And to keep him safe, his mom says, okay, time for you to go to Camp Half-Blood. And that's where they train the demigods. And once he gets there, essentially chaos ensues. All hell breaks loose. And he gets sent out on a quest to recover the lost lightning bolt. The stolen lightning bolt. Yes. By the lightning thief. By the lightning thief, in fact. (laughs) So that's uh, the the quick synopsis of the book. There's a lot lot of details in there, but that's the overall. The main part that we really want to um, focus on is that this is a 12-year-old in the book. Yes, 12. 12-year-old Dis- Percy Jackson. 12-year-old Percy Jackson discovering who he is, what his powers yes. are, and fearing for his life. Yes, just a, just a little baby. Just a little, little baby. Just a little baby. <laughs> so this is a book series. There are two movies. So just to talk a little bit about our reading and viewing order and experience. Like we talked about in our intro episode, Cass and I are just now reading this series for the first time. I had actually seen both this first movie and the Sea of Monsters movie. I mean, whenever they came out. I know I saw The Lightning Thief when it came out and I was in high school. And I distinctly remember seeing the second one in college. It was probably my sophomore oh, wow. year college. Yeah. That makes it even more wild I I guess I know I know it does so years ago not having read the book 
I remember really enjoying this movie. I thought it was like fun and entertaining. And I loved the premise. I loved the idea that like there was just this camp full of demigods, you know? So I saw both of those, saw the first one, enjoyed it. Absolutely hated the second movie. Hated it. It was so, 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 so bad. So bad. And again, this is without me reading any of the books. So really liked the first one. Hated the second one. That says it all, I think. (laughs) That says it all. It says it all. And now I'm here. I've read the first and second book. I knew without even watching this movie again that it was bad. Like I knew it because I was like remembering bits and pieces of the movie. And I was like, this is not good. Oh my gosh. Wow. 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 I cannot believe how bad this movie is. (laughs) (gasps) I cannot. I cannot. I was texting everyone I knew about it. I was like, this movie sucks so bad. So that was my reading, viewing order and general experience. What about you, Cass? How how did you approach this? Yeah, so I, going into this, I have only read the first and second books so far. And I had never seen either mm-hmm. of the movies. Mm-hmm. So I was going in pretty pretty fresh to the Percy Jackson world. Right. And, and I think and I, blind. Yes, absolutely going in blind yeah. to these movies. I knew nothing about these movies other, and I still haven't watched the second one. So I knew nothing about these movies except that people really dislike them <laughs> a lot. And I think I realized one of the reasons I didn't read these books as a kid, because we were talking in the intro episode about yeah. how we both just like missed them. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because they're more middle grades than young adult especially the first two. I don't know. The rest of them might get a little older as they go. Um, I haven't read them yet, so we'll see. But I think it's because they came out when I was kind of ending middle school, kind of at the tail end of that. So I think that might be why I didn't read them. I don't know. I feel like I must have like aged out right at the start of them, maybe. Yeah. Because I still am like racking my brain trying to figure out why I never read them because they're so good. We were just on to bigger and better things yeah Yeah, I do think I always (laughs) had like a higher reading level than like my age also so I think that is probably also part of it like I was I was ready for those mature themes oh yeah definitely that the same thing happened to me did you did your school have the accelerated reader computer tests that you had to do I don't know actually They, they were like little quizzes on books and I distinctly remember in high school it was Oh man, specifically like my freshman year, you had to read books on your reading level. So you couldn't (gasps) read what you wanted to read. Oh, that's so So annoying. I had like an 11th, 12th grade reading level by like seventh grade. Like I had a really Mm -hmm. high reading level. So then going into ninth grade, I'm like off the scale already. So I have to read classics and everyone else is reading not everyone else. There were other people that had high reading levels, but like some of my friends were reading fun books and I was like reading great expectations or something. And then I was You're miserable. Like, I'm was reading like, the this Scarlet is... Letter. Yeah. This is a scam. <laughs> I was so mad. So I think because of things like that, I missed yeah. out on reading a lot of fun books that I, I totally would have enjoyed, agree. but I totally agree. Alas. So I really liked the first two books. And then watching this movie was, um, a painful experience. It was so painful. Brutal. It was so brutal. And what really hurts me the most is thinking of little middle schoolers who would have been so excited for this movie. And especially after all the popularity of the Harry Potter movies and those turned out pretty okay as adaptations. Right. And just picturing like middle schoolers being so excited. And then this is the movie they got. Just like absolutely crushed. I do yeah. wonder if, I mean, we are, you know, millennials, older millennials. Oh, I don't yeah. know if we want to give yeah. specific ages here, but we're a little we're older. elder millennials. <laughs> <laughs> and I wonder, like, as a middle schooler, like, would, have I, would I have had, like, such strong opinions, like, about something like mm. this? You know what I mean? Because I don't remember having super strong opinions early on about the Harry Potter movies. 
I I think I would have been critical of them because I was very much in my like Hermione Granger era mm, being a know-it-all. That's, true. that's so I would have been like, um, no, that's not in the book. And like, um, excuse um, me, where's her hat? Yeah, where's Clarice? Does where's she Clarice? exist? Where's Does Mr. Mr. D? D? <laughs> exactly. So I think um I think yeah. I would have gone a little know-it-all, but that's, I that's I don't fair. know. Maybe I that's still would have found some enjoyment in it though. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say. It is hard to say. But as an adult, I'm like, mm. lots to say. That is not yeah. hard to say. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So for the book on Goodreads, which is out of a five point scale, it's got a 4.28 rating, which is really good for Goodreads, I would say. Yeah. Anything over a four. Kind of high, yeah. yeah. Anything over four, I'm always impressed by right and we both gave it four out of fives for our reading we We both really you know enjoyed it would recommend if I had read it as a kid I might have had the nostalgia factor that would have made it a five star but for only reading it now I'm like that's it's a good book predictable as an adult reading the clues left for 12 year olds yes (laughs) it was good I had a great time (laughs) yeah I'm a detective absolutely 100% agree now the movie is a different story oh boy is it the movie on imdb which is out of 10 is a 5.8 which i think is quite generous that is super generous honestly that's almost both of these ratings are way too generous right rotten tomatoes 49 percent so i don't i don't yeah i i yeah i think that's kind of (laughs) high it's a little high I so I gave it a one and a half, which I think is generous. <laughs> uh, but like, but like, cast like, what did you rate this movie? In the words of Tyra Banks, it is so bad. I want to give you a zero, but that's not possible. So I give you a one. Snaps, snaps, and that's what I rate it. One out of ten. One Terrible. Out of ten. <laughs> yeah. Really terrible. What's that movie where it's like Alexander's really bad, terrible, no good day? Yes, that's exactly. This is the the movie equivalent. Yes, exactly. Okay, so for each of these movies or TV shows, whatever it is, for these adaptations, we're gonna break down our critiques based on the casting and or acting, Mm -hmm. how similar it is to the book. So we're gonna give like a percentage for like how similar do we think it is yeah we're going to talk about changes we did not like changes we thought were you know positive things to add and then for this one I added a same as book category because there was one thing (laughs) that I I saw as (laughs) as similar we're going to talk about the setting I know I really though (laughs) we're going to talk about how we pictured like the book and how it came across on screen the vibes the soundtrack style and then again for this one, we have a special category and maybe this will stick around. I don't know, but I have, <laughs> I have titled this quotes that made me cringe. Uh, it's a long list, guys. Long it list. is a long list. Long list. And then what we recommend you do in terms of reading order, what you watch, that kind of stuff and anything we can recommend yeah. if you enjoyed this. So we're going to start with the casting acting category. So what are your initial thoughts, Cass, about the... We'll start with the casting. So with casting and acting, this movie is the basically the thesis statement for you can have great actors and actresses in those roles, but if the writing and the direction is even a tiny bit off, it is not going to come across. Because mm-hmm. this is truly like a phenomenal cast like there are really good people there in are this movie. really good people we have yes. sean bean uma thurman rosario yeah. dawson i mean pierce, oh, pierce brosnan <laughs> yes i know i was like i was like i know yes. there's another one freaking yes. pierce brosnan and listen smelly gabe played by joey pantaleone or liano i don't remember we call him joey pants in my house <laughs> he's in the sopranos and his character he's he's a fabulous actor he's so good and he is 
perfectly cast as I was going to say, honestly, I think he was the actually only perfect casting in this movie. Yes, he was spot on. So you can have a good cast and characters that are spot on and it still cannot come together sometimes. Terribly, terribly wrong. I know. And it's funny because again, like I watched this when it first came out, I was in high school. I didn't really know who these actors were were then right and so watching it I turned it on I literally watched it a few hours before we recorded this and I was like mm-hmm. wait a second that's Sean Bean that's yes Uma I said what are they doing in this movie yes I'm like because they listen I think that they were sold a lie and that the producers and casting whatever their agents were like this is the next Harry Potter yes you're gonna you're gonna skyrocket you're gonna be in right. a bunch of movies it's gonna be great for you and then it was not <laughs> They were lied to. Yeah. I think part of it is I don't think any of the acting is bad per se. Mm -hmm. I think it's all the direction because the the characters were so different from how they are in the books. Complete 180s. Let's let's see. Let's start with the, the big three. Yes. Let's start with Percy. So again, Percy is 12 years old. He has this temper. He gets into fights. He is not good at school and he is so sassy in the books so so sassy so sassy in like the best 12 year old way that one mm. is sassy yes his little one-liners just, are so good oh, they're so good yes. and that just did not come across to me at all in this no. movie he's like a surly 16 year old in the movie yes. he's so Logan Lerman was like too old to so they cast them all older which is the right. first problem they were clearly right. shooting for an older cast and they do say Percy Jackson they do say they're in high school yeah so mm-hmm. like they're they're not trying to pretend they're 12 but yeah they like gave up right. on that premise immediately which, that takes away the whole vibe and the charm of yes. these characters yes especially Percy because yeah, he I is totally just agree. the sassiest little nugget and he loves his mom so much in the books. <laughs> and then like the first scene where you see him talking to his mom in this movie, he's being so mean to her. And I was like, I my Percy Jackson would never. He would he never. Would never. Uh, he would never. Yes. I will say, yeah. though, I had the biggest crush on Logan Lerman, which is also yes. probably why I enjoyed this movie <laughs> when I first watched it. Because I was like, yes, Logan. Yes, he I definitely also had a crush on him. <laughs> But yeah, he just wasn't, I don't know, he was he was too cool. He was yeah. super angsty, which again, I guess is good for a teenager, but that's that's not yeah. our Percy. Not it's our not Percy. the character that you get to know in the books. No. It's really it's not. not. It's not. Yeah. But I will be honest, I have more of a problem with Annabeth. Yeah. Than yep. I do I... with Percy. Annabeth is played by is it Alexandra? Alexandria? Alexandra Daddario. Alexandra Daddario. Okay. Yeah. Who is, okay, first of all, she's gorgeous. Stunning. Absolutely stunning. stunning. Those, you know, piercing blue eyes. Yes. The eyes were perfect. I was like, you could the not eyes have cast a better eye actor. Yes. <laughs> and again, like, and I don't care that she's not blonde. Doesn't bother me at that all. That doesn't matter. Yeah. Got the blue eyes, but that was, that is not my Annabeth. That's not my Annabeth. Nope. The <laughs> characterization was completely off. She was, again, not even close to sassy, snarky enough. No. I, didn't see, I didn't see any of that in her, honestly. There was no, like, fun between any of the characters. No. Because their, their sass and their snark in the books is such a fun, lighthearted kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They're just, like, pure angst in these movies. I'm like, yes. that's, that it, it's not the vibe. No, and it's not the vibe. What I thought about Annabeth, which was interesting, because I think this was a result of them choosing to cut Clarice's character out of the movie, Mm. is that they gave Annabeth a lot of Clarice's traits. Like she's super aggressive and like this expert swords person, which I don't think they ever like the best sword fighter ever. Like, right. That's not really a trait of her character. It's more about her cunning and her wit and being able to kind of think on her feet kind of thing. Right. And that's her most important in the movie is how good of a fighter she is. Which I was like, that's not really Annabeth's deal. Yeah. 
I don't feel like we got to see her use her intelligence at all in the movie. Like it just was not a part. And that is the most important part of her character. And that's really disappointing for a girl fan of this. I feel like it's an important part of her character that that's what little girls look up to Annabeth for. They're Mm -hmm. like, I want to be smart like Annabeth. I want to be I want to be wise wise like Annabeth. Yes. And you (laughs) don't get that. We don't get any seaweed brain we don't get no girl we don't get any of it and we not a single one like that would be so easy to work into this movie and i'm so incredibly upset it was i can't believe it i can't believe that they made an entire percy jackson movie without the words seaweed brain i know i know and i mean like that's an i know (laughs) you can make that angsty Chris, yes, Chris Columbus, yeah. director, director of one and two, right? One First and two, and second yep. Harry one Potter and two. movies. Fam, what are you doing? He lost the plot, like very definitely lost the I plot. I don't think he ever had it. See, and it's interesting because it's so bizarre to me, and I think a lot of this comes from the writers and like the screenplay. But the direction to like the first two Harry Potter movies follow the books super closely. I find closely. with like some exceptions. And then this, just thinking, okay, Chris Columbus made the first two Harry Potter movies. Pretty decent adaptations. Mm-hmm. Lightning Thief? Like, what is this? What happened? What is this? Imagine seeing this movie. Well, you did seeing the movie first and then reading the book and being yes. like, what the heck? What is yes. going on? I yeah. know. That's what I'm saying. I started reading the first book and I was like, who is this Percy? <laughs> he is so funny. Like, yes. it was so, it was, yeah. it was reading a completely different story. Honestly. It is. They're so different. They're and so the characters different. are vastly different. Vastly so that was Annabeth. Major issues. Because you Major lose issues. the best parts of her, essentially, in this movie. Oh, the other thing I wrote. This bothers me in any fighting, even sports movies. Whenever yes. the girls wear their hair down, it drives me insane no insane I'm like that is not realistic that can easily get caught in something I mean Annabeth would know that she would know know that yes she would pull it back oh I hate it it drives me it drives me crazy oh yeah that's one thing I'm like that's so unrealistic for a girl to be doing anything active with her hair down and it happens all the time because they're like Ooh, yeah. look at it in the wind oh, look at my hair Whoa. you can't see us yeah. but we are whipping the, we were the ponies. doing some intense hair flips there. doing some and like no you don't yeah. get to look hot while you're fighting for your life you just don't. look strong and look fierce strong. yes like, that's what we want to see that's yes. what we want to see yeah yes okay last then there's grover, grover. <laughs> which i honestly feel like he was the closest out of the three of them however saying that (laughs) he was like way too cool in the movie (laughs) yes he is like a little soft boy in the book like he cries like four times because he's like oh i didn't protect you well enough and it's like and he gets scared and he's his little flute where was his flute where was his flute a disaster he was still you know the comic relief part yeah, definitely still the comic relief. Which was good. He did. I laughed. I laughed a little bit. But um, he was such a little like playboy. He was always oh trying to get with gosh. the girls. And I was like, what is happening right now? And he was like, daughters of Aphrodite. And I was like, I want to die. <laughs> it was so weird. I want to die. I want to die. 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 Yeah, he was way too cool for school. I'm like, Grover is not really my cool. favorite my favorite scene was when Percy wakes up after the Minotaur and he sees <laughs> he sees Grover there and Grover's in his whatever like armor chest plate yeah. yeah and he's just got this like smug smile on his face and he's like sup Percy and I was like what is happening like who are you who are you because book Grover would have been like oh my god Percy you're awake are you you're okay are you? Like, yes yeah not striking a pose yeah like you're an Abercrombie model yeah and then Percy's like oh I had a dream that you had goat legs and then he looks down and he's like ah that was that part was kind of funny honestly it was very funny I know okay yeah so that's so casting it was a really great cast but it wasn't written well yeah acting was they did they had nothing to work on yeah I think the direction is the problem there. Yeah. And the right. Because there was no, 
I think here, I just realized what I think the big issue is, is that they probably read the books in preparation for this. And then they got a totally different story that they were portraying. Yeah. So they didn't know who the characters were supposed to be at that point. So of yeah. course, it's not going to be great. Right. I think that's part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So moving on from casting acting to how similar the movie is to the book. So <laughs> first we're going to give like, what do we think? Like how similar, how, what does the percentage of similarity? Well, we've got 10% on that note sheet. <laughs> I, I put, I put 10% question mark. And then I'd I say- said, I said, the characters have the same names. (laughs) I would say, again, 10% feels kind of generous. Very generous. This has a completely different plot. The overarching problem, find the lightning bolt, is there. It's there. But all the pieces in the middle are completely different. Yeah. Completely different. And (laughs) yeah, the characters that are there... Have the same names, except same names. Sally, did you notice at one part? And I don't know if they did this in the book and I just didn't catch it because she's Sally Jackson. Her name right. is Sally Jackson. At one right. point in the movie, they referred oh, to her as news. Sally Ugliano. And I'm like, yeah. no, 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 Mm-mm. no, no, no. She is Sally Jackson. Mm-mm. But I don't know if they did that in the book. I don't think they did because I, I would have noted either. it. Because Percy probably would have said something like, that's not my mom's name. Yeah. But it's not her last name. Yeah. yeah. I did. So most that. of them have the same name. Most of them. <laughs> yeah. It's not like it's not like the book at all. There so, are hmm, like five characters that just don't exist. Six that just don't exist. Maybe more, honestly. I know. We'll get into it. We're going to talk about the changes that we did not like, mm-hmm. calling them negative changes. And uh, my the first thing I wrote, we have this Google Doc with all our notes. The first thing I wrote was <laughs> all of them. <laughs> yes. I second that, honestly. <laughs> like, all the changes were bad. They were all bad. Yeah, I don't understand why they did this. I don't don't understand. Okay, but starting with the kids are too old. Like they, yeah, they're too old. We already kind of talked about that. It's not the same story, just given the fact that they are in high school and not Mm -hmm. 12 years old. Right. It's not it. And then (laughs) up next, the next two are two characters that are, I mean, one of them definitely essential to the plot of the book, which is. Aries and Clarice actually both of them are essential to the plot kind Mm -hmm. of Clarice not so much in the first book but knowing that she's not in the first movie and that she is very essential to the plot in the second book I'm not looking forward to that movie but Mm -mm. but Aries is a huge part of the plot in the book because he's kind of like the the red herring slash the person who's pulling some of the strings and for him to not be in this at all is well, and it's baffling. also a huge, it's a huge point or a turning point for Percy in discovering his powers and what he's capable yeah. of. So right. we missed that whole arc as well. Mm-hmm. And him yeah. like confronting Ares at that first time and kind of understanding his own anger that comes yeah. out when he's around Ares and how he kind of grapples with that and mm-hmm. grows from it and chooses to like act differently. Like he makes conscious choices that are important to his character in all of his interactions with yeah. Aries. We also don't get, there's no mention of Talia in the first one. None. which Not her which tree is, at all? No, not her tree, how she protects, not the story of, you mm-hmm. know, Grover failing to protect her, yeah. which is also huge because the big crux of the book is that Kronos is trying to come back and he has yes. manipulated Luke into doing this. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we don't get any of that. We're also told that the reason that the gods can't interact with their children is because <laughs> when they interact with their children, they become more mortal and they lose interest. Yeah. In which the, is in the world of the gods, which is so false. Yeah, that is not the reason in the book at all. The reason no. in the book, especially with the big three, is that their kids became too powerful and like caused all of the world wars and everything right and then they weren't allowed to the oracle yeah so yeah basically that one of the children of the big three would like bring about the end of the world right right 
the end of the gods mm. yes Question the end the, of the end of lots the end of, of something yes. yeah important and things so to the gods. after that the big three which is zeus poseidon and hades mm-hmm. could not have children so talia right. was the daughter of zeus so like percy isn't even supposed to exist and we don't get any of that right and that's movie. a big again a big point of his character is him a grappling with point. the idea that he is not supposed to exist and him trying to deal with that and kind of move past it and his relationship with his dad as yeah. Poseidon the god yeah and how that affects Percy in all of these different situations yeah so that was all bad another yes. character Let's we see. don't meet we don't get a Mr. D no Mr. D Dionysus, no Dionysus who is punished for I don't remember why he was punished but he's punished I think by it was- Zeus the reasoning in the book, I think, was that he was just partying too much. He was. It was the debauchery. Which is like, that. that's his, that's his deal. That is what he does. <laughs> that is what he is so, the god of, in fact. And having been a middle school teacher, I can say that have, if you don't want to be around that age of kids and then to be forced to be in charge of a camp full of them would definitely be a punishment. Yep. Yep. Definitely 100%. worse. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't get Mr. D, which it was so funny when I was reading the book, I was like, wow, Mr. D is so annoying. Like I can't yeah. stand him. I really don't like him. And then rewatching it, I was like, I I miss Mr. D. Yeah. <laughs> like, like where, where is, is he? he? Mm-hmm. So we don't get that. And he oh, he was just, I mean, now I'm like, okay, he was funny. I liked him. The camp. I was very confused. I was so confused. <laughs> because again, you miss out on like a lot of the idea of Camp Half-Blood is getting to become in tune with your godly parent mm-hmm. and being with your essentially siblings right. in the cabins. And we don't really get any of that explanation. Like there's no, this is the Hermes cabin. It's just Luke has his giant technology tent and His Percy gets a whole games. little dock tent to himself and he Which never goes say, to the Hermes cabin. It was pretty cool. He had cool digs. <laughs> His setup however, was quite cool. <laughs> however, that is not what he's supposed to have. Right. Because then the whole there's the whole bit about him having to leave the Hermes tent after yep. Poseidon claims him or the cabin rather. And then when he goes to the Poseidon cabin and then he's like, wow, All I'm really alone. lonely. Yeah. I'm by myself. Right. Yeah. Uh, makes me. I'm so mad again. <laughs> I was I so know. mad watching the movie, and now I'm mad. And especially because I feel like these aren't hard things to do. Yeah. And the other thing that that blows my mind is that this movie was two hours long. For what reason? I'm like, what did we yeah. include that we couldn't? I don't know. Because they take out Poseidon claiming Percy as his son, right? which is huge moment for Percy the first time he ever feels any acceptance from his father right cut don't need it we don't see any training any we get the capture the flag which is incorrect not (laughs) it is not how it goes Percy and Annabeth are supposed to be on the same team she's supposed to show us how smart she is by using him as bait Yes, and he's supposed to fight Clarice, but instead he fights this weird Clarice Annabeth. Annabeth, I, I know. know it made no and sense. And that was the other thing that bothered me. I was like, it is his literal first day at this camp. Mm-hmm. He has just woken up. He's been unconscious for three days, and you're telling me he is a almost master swordsman? Apparently, uh, <laughs> how? When? Where? I. Yeah, because, like, in the book, the capture of the flag takes place later. Like, yep. it's not the first thing he does. Mm-mm. So he has to get to that point. Because Luke teaches him the, like, yes, disarming he, thing. Yes. Yeah. So that's I'm camp. distressed. <laughs> camp was actually, like, a renaissance fair. Yeah, and you get, because there's not the oracle in this, you're missing out on so much of the intrigue and the mm-hmm. mystery of the book. Because Percy is constantly overhearing these conversations between Chiron and Mr. D and all these people, Mm -hmm. Chiron and Grover, that lead him to question things because he's a very Mm -hmm. inquisitive person and he's always trying to figure out what's going on. 
and you don't ever get him talking to the Oracle and like getting the quest and finding out these things that yeah uh, I'm so mad I know So then it's like, okay, the whole point of this is he is given the quest in the book because Zeus suspects him. So it's like, okay, you have to go on this quest, Percy Jackson, because you have to clear your name. And then in the movie, it's just like, I got to go do do this this because I want to. It makes no sense. Their reason for leaving camp in the movie made no sense to me. It made no sense. So, okay, so let's talk about the quest. So in the book. What quest? They do actually call it a quest at one point, and I was like, "No, mm-mm, mm-mm. wrong. No one has assigned you this quest. No. Mm-mm. In fact, you were explicitly told not to leave. <laughs> so in the book, well, they're accosted by Furies on a bus. They you get find... directions from a poodle. Yes, from Grover. That's right. Yeah, what about that. They do visit it, but it's like a fast food place, Medusa's. Yeah, Annie M's, um, Emporium, mm-hmm. something Emporium. And mm-hmm. they eat burgers and fries. They eat burgers and fries. What else do they do? They find their way to St. Louis. They go to the Arch. They run into Aries. Run into Aries. They Wait, fight a chimera at the Arch. At the Arch, right? Where do they They meet Aries at the Vegas? diner. No, because they go on the side trip to, to the water world. To the little amusement park. Where the Hephaestus's trap is set out. For Aphrodite. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. what it was, though. Oh, was it Denver? I don't remember either. Yes. Yes, I think it was. Because they have Denver. to go get Ares' shield yeah. or sword or something. Ares just isn't even in the movie. which. No. But they still had the audacity to use Highway to Hell in the soundtrack. Can you just oh, imagine no. him rolling up to the diner, taking off like his motorcycle helmet? Would have been so strutting good. Strutting up. Oh, it would have been so, so good. I'm so mad. And then there was the Lotus Hotel. Yes, completely different though. Completely it was different. very different. It's supposed to just be a bunch of kids lost in time. Right. Right. But very different. And then LA. Yeah. The recording studio. The recording I don't remember studio. what the recording studio is called, but In the movie, where do they go? They go directly to Auntie M's on purpose. Yes, it's because they have to go get Persephone's pearls. pearls, pearls. Which are just given to them by the naiads, right? In the book, some of the nymphs of some sort just give them. They're like, these will help you at some point. But apparently they're Persephone's pearls. They're Persephone. Persephone. I was played by Rosario Dawson. (laughs) Who I love. But I I was also like, girl, why are you here? You're not in this book. I was baffled. I know. Okay, so they go to Antium's on purpose. Yep. Then they go to Nashville to the Parthenon. Which was kind of cool. Kind of a cool thing to do. It was cool. But I also point. But I don't understand. One of my questions was: I was like, is it easier to get into the Parthenon than it is the Arch? Maybe is that why they did that? But also, like, there's got to be an abandoned water park somewhere that you could have pretended was the water ride. The decisions just don't make sense. Because the the Pearl could have still been at the Arch. It could have still been there. They could have still fought in sun. The Camaro, a pearl (laughs) in a water park, like, duh. Yeah, exactly. Like the. I wanted to see Percy jumping out of the arch. Me too. <laughs> I wanted oh, no. to see it. Well, in the water park in the book is this huge moment where he is yes. like, oh, yeah, Annabeth is smarter than me. I need to trust yeah. her. Like, mm-hmm. yep. And okay. Grover saves them and stuff. Grover sa- I, know, ah. I know. Okay. So, so MTM's Parthenon, mm-hmm. Las Vegas, and then the Hollywood sign. Those are what they do in the movies. Yep. You just miss out on so much of the edge. Yeah. I feel like the quest. The mattress store too in the book. Mattress store. Oh, where yes. they get stretched. Where they get stretched. <laughs> but like we don't see, we don't see Percy learning he can talk to horses. We don't see nope. his like powers in the ocean and how they can travel in the ocean. Annabeth doesn't have her Yankees hat. Oh, Annabeth doesn't like, have, her, she doesn't so... have her invisibility. We don't get to see... Percy totally whooping Clarice in the bathroom and shooting a bunch of toilet water at her where he becomes Supreme Lord of the Bathroom. Chapter six, my favorite chapter title of any book ever. I was also really sad he didn't walk into the underworld and say, sup, uncle. Yes. 
again like they totally changed the characters that's I know that's the crux of it is that it is I don't know that there's much else we can say about the negative changes because everything oh Oh. there is one more thing we can say and that is Mm -hmm. how much they played up the Perkabeth romance oh yes it because they were older because they were older focus was on them as a romantic couple not here for it didn't did not like it did not because they become friends first they right. need to become friends, like good friends first. They need to realize that they would choose each other as friends over yes. their parents' mm-hmm. stupid fights. Because that's the thing that I really like about the books is that in the first two books, I think that it's such a good focus on them being a trio of friends. Yeah. And looking like, out for each other. Boys and girls can be friends without having to be romantic and then in the second book there starts to be some blossoming of feelings but it's like so much more natural it doesn't feel forced because it's like two kids growing to like each other yeah and it's so cute and so fun in the book and you don't get any of that you don't get any wise girl or seaweed brain the entire plot is different yep and by completely it is bad it is very bad it is so bad Positive things, things in general. At least things that we liked, maybe. Yeah. Now, as I started it, I said nothing, question mark. However, I would like to amend my statement because I actually thought it was hilarious <laughs> when at the Lotus Hotel. So the whole thing about the Lotus Hotel is it's a time trap. You get there and you are stuck there forever. In the movie, this is accomplished by them eating these I don't know, like sugar paste flowers. I'm not sure what they're supposed to be made of, Mm -hmm. but it turns into, it's like the psychedelic for, yes, (laughs) for everyone. It's very strange. It's so strange, but they all like take bites out of these flowers. And then Logan Lerman just goes, it's so funny. It was so so adorable. (laughs) Funny. Like I, I legitimately like smiled and laughed. After yeah, watching I, that. I did so, too. <laughs> it, was, it was great. The other thing I thought was in the sense that it was like cool, mm-hmm. maybe not necessarily a positive change because it is also, again, very different from the book. But in the movie, there's this final confrontation with Luke, who, spoiler, is the lightning thief. And it turns into this, they're flying all around. I was like, what is happening? This was wild. (laughs) It was wild. But then they land on this rooftop and there's a water tower and Percy uses his Poseidon powers to Mm -hmm. make this big water thing. You can't see me, but my arms are going everywhere. (laughs) And it was like, it was pretty sick. It was cool, it was, but then was cool. I was also like, Percy is not this strong yet. He's like, not that strong. He's he, not. What? <laughs> but it was, it was They cool. needed the big fight moment we at did. the end. You needed the big fight. <laughs> it was cool when he made the water trident. Okay. That I think that part is cool. so cool. I know, that Chelsea and, I know that Chelsea and Taryn don't like it. Sorry, Chelsea and Taryn. But, um, it's I really cool. It was cool. <laughs> One thing that I thought was really cool that they did because- in the book they talk a lot about how these the demigod children often are diagnosed with ADHD dyslexia and one of the ways that they explain it is that their brains are like hardwired for reading Greek instead of English but I really like the way that they did the visual representation of that dyslexia and the Greek words kind of so they would show text on the screen when they were reading yeah. signs and stuff and it, it would like mirage around and I thought that was really cool that they were able to do some sort of representation of that visually for the yeah. audience to see because it's I like totally it agree. is kind of important to parts of the book so yeah and I, I like that. that they did it with both English and ancient Greek like they yeah, showed that was, you know yeah. really showed it different it was really cool I like that a lot and then the one thing that I noticed that was same as the book was Gabe stench. Yes, smelly Gabe. Smelly Gabe. So Percy's mom, Sally, she marries this man named Gabe, who is just the worst. Gabe Ugliano. Gabe, Oog. he's oogly. Oogly. <laughs> uh, but he smells like really bad. And the reason mm-hmm. she marries him is because of that smell, because it masks Percy's demigodness yes. from monsters. Protecting him from protecting the monsters. Protecting him from the monsters. So that was yep. at least same as the book. 
that really was the most true to the book thing. It really was. It was. Which is baffling. Can you imagine? I'm just picturing any casting process for Gabe is just like, this man looks like a smelly slime ball. Let's cast him. Perfect. Woohoo. Like I said, Joey Pants was great casting. (laughs) (laughs) He was absolutely perfect. The bill. Setting. How we pictured it versus what we saw on the screen. Again, as you mentioned earlier, camp in the movie is just like a renaissance fair. You don't get to see Half-Blood Hill with Talia's tree. We don't see the strawberry fields. No strawberry fields. Strawberry fields for never is what we got. (laughs) Forever. It's the remix. And I just, because in the book, they're 12 and not 16. (laughs) I pictured camp as being so much more fun, like cabins where you hang out with your bunk mates and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's just fun. And it's like they had jobs. They had things they were supposed to do and chores. But they still had like s'mores and story time. They still did fun camp things. Whereas in the movie, it's like, we are training for battle and that's it. We're super intense. Lost all the fun, honestly. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. And it's funny because we really only saw that for a few minutes. Yeah. We didn't get anything about the camp at all. Mm -hmm. And like, it's such an important place for Percy. Yes. So yeah, you don't really get the importance of it from the movie. No, Mm -mm, you don't. And as as I was watching the movie, I was like, it wasn't this way in the book, right? Like they had because they're legit. (laughs) they're legit intense in the movie and i'm just like they had very distinct cabins right that represented the cabins where's the big house (laughs) the shadowy figure on the top floor of the big house yes you know i don't know to be found it was weird one thing i do think they did well was the special effects and the monsters those were pretty good they were pretty good i was i was impressed with how not fake they seemed the effects aged pretty well yes that's the perfect yeah. way to say it yeah except um, for um grover's legs his grover's goat weird. legs were yes. a little rough the didn't fury, stop him from dancing yeah mrs dodds as the fury oh. when she first shows up i was like man that's scary yes i thought that was, was really really cool. good i was like was okay really i see you which is why i was disappointed that we didn't get more of the furies next we have soundtrack slash style slash vibes vibes i don't know i felt like everything but the camp was fine yeah i mean they're like real ish places i wasn't blown away me neither i there was nothing that particularly i was like man that was a great song to use in that moment or that was a great shot or anything like that i was just like it's fine it was it is it was what it was yeah and again the vibes were way off so they're so they were Definitely not even there to begin with. Not. Yeah. I will say poker fa- because I watched again, watch the movie first. Poker face has always and will forever remind me of this movie. Uh, yeah, that's going to be haunting me every time I, I hear that song now. I'm going to picture Grover's dancing. <laughs> what and was then, that? I don't know. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. And then they played TikTok by Kesha, too. And I was like, yes. wow. Oh, my gosh. Wow. What a throwback. Yeah. A sign of the oh time. To be Ugh. sure. Highway to hell. Misused. And the other thing too is, so it would have been better if it was for Aries. Mm-hmm. But it would have been even better in the movie if Luke literally hadn't said seconds before, if you meet my dad on the highway to hell. But And I was like, you ruined it. You ruined it. What a disappointment. <laughs> okay. This is my favorite part of the movie was just writing down all the quotes that made me cringe. I'm glad you did it because I did not write down specific quotes, but now reading them again, I'm like, yep. So my first one, it comes like straight at the beginning of the movie. It's between Poseidon and Zeus. Also, what was the scene? (laughs) I know. (laughs) Poseidon goes, omnipotence has blinded you, brother. Brother. And it it makes me laugh so hard. And I don't know why. And I'm, I'm not doing the pronunciation of brother justice 
It is. So funny. It really is. I was just very baffled through that whole scene because I was like, what is happening? Because that is not in the book at all. You're like, what is Sean Bean doing here? Why is he here? Who is he? This is then followed up by a shot of Percy in the pool, who we come to find out has been underwater for seven minutes. Someone should be checking on that kid. Someone should be checking on that. And the first (laughs) words we hear Grover speak are, Percy Jackson is a beast. And I was like, no. See, this is one of the moments where you're like, this movie did come out in 2010. I know. (laughs) Absolutely. It 100% did. Let's see. Oh, you guys take camp way too seriously. You guys take camp way too seriously. There were a few slightly sassy comments by by Percy. Pierce Brosnan, who plays Chiron, who is a centaur, upon meeting Percy for the first time in his centaur form, says, I've got a real horse's ass. That was so weird. So weird. And I was like, Pierce, why? Why? I really should have looked up how much money he was paid to be in this movie. (laughs) Former James Bond now saying, I've got a real horse's ass in a movie. It can't have been enough. To Um, me, he's always the Mamma Mia guy. (laughs) Yes, yes, he is. He is, he is, he is. (laughs) I think that was the first movie I ever saw him in that I like knew it was oh, Pierce Brosnan. Hundred percent, hundred percent core memory. Honestly, yes, absolutely. Going back to the Perkabeth weirdness, Annabeth says to Percy, "I definitely have strong feelings for you. I just haven't decided if they're positive or negative yet." What was that? Oh I, my god! I don't know, but I hate. I hate every single part of it. I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. I, I hate it. 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 You know what I hate more though? You know what I hate more though? The multiple lines where the word daddy was used. Yes. It was too many. Too many. Yeah. First we have Luke saying, guess we all get daddy issues, huh? And I wanted to be like, um, excuse me, Annabeth's mother is Athena. Yeah. So mm-hmm. no, <laughs> but the worst, the worst one. I cannot believe they made Uma Thurman say this. I can't believe she said she would. I can't believe she said this. The worst one is Uma Thurman plays Medusa, who in Greek mythology, and this is another thing too, in Greek mythology, she is pursued by Poseidon, chased by Poseidon because she does not want to be with him. She Mm -hmm. wants to remain unattached. She flees to Athena's temple. Mm-hmm. where she is assaulted I, there's no way to say it yeah she's assaulted by poseidon yeah athena is upset that this happens in her temple and so she turns her hair into snakes and turns her into the gorgon you know honestly justice for medusa honestly i'll say it justice for medusa honestly <laughs> so that's that's the greek myth right in this movie what they decide that Uma Thurman should say to Percy Jackson, son of Poseidon, is, I used to date your daddy. I hated that so I much. Hate. Ugh. Hate, hate, hate. Awful. Double hate. There, were, there was no dating there. I think there that's what no makes dating. it dating. There was I'm no like, consent. Nope. It's Once just again, totally bypassing ugh. the story. Yeah. Right? And I... I think Rick does such a good job at explaining in middle grades friendly ways these Greek myths. Yeah. He has Annabeth like kind of remind Percy of the story. And Rick is truly a master at that, honestly, of like rewriting these myths in a way that is understandable for kids that they won't be super, super shocked when they read the actual myth. But this was egregious absolutely egregious to say it that way it was so bad and then percy slices her head off and follows this up by saying heads up and i wanted to die this movie was just a full-on cringe fest the whole time so bad the next two that i have this is just me talking so sorry (laughs) (laughs) no that's okay i am i'm enjoying it honestly (laughs) okay the next two i wrote down were from grover uh, these were actually just funny, not super cringeworthy. When they're at the Parthenon, there's a cleaning crew and Annabeth is taking them out one by one with like drank, drank darts. And Grover yeah. goes, you going to kill the janitors? Those are working class Americans. Grover and is he's with the it. best. <laughs> he's with it. It was so funny. And then when they are trying to get into the underworld and secure passage from Karen, <laughs> he 
gives Karen money, like American dollar bills, not dollar bills. They were like $170. Yeah. It was like a lot of money and Karen burns them. Grover (laughs) says, thanks for telling me, man, you burning money. We're in a recession. That was very funny. (laughs) So funny because again, when the movie came out. Yeah, (sighs) that was, that was a good one. But I also was was like, Grover would know better than to give him a yes. He would have given him drachmas. Yes, yes. Like, why was Percy the one that was like drachma? I'm like Percy would not know that. He didn't even know what those were. Oh, you know what we missed actually when talking about Medusa. I am so mad that they took out the part where Percy mails Medusa's head to the gods. Like what? That was such a move. It was such a move. It was such so a move. Percy. The last one is a quote by Persephone, who again, what is she there for? Ooh. And the three get there and Hades is like, bring them to me. And Persephone's like, blah, blah. and he's like, do it now. And she goes, or what? What will you do? I'm already in hell. She was a little too on the nose for me. It was like, do you understand what the point of my character is? It's not Rosario's fault. Again, again. it's whoever wrote this freaking movie. I forgot she was in this movie. And then in my notes, when she came up, I said, Stan. So I said, Rosario (laughs) Dawson, Stan. I was shook. I was like, I had no idea that she was in this movie. Because again, I didn't know Persephone was a character in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they like mention her in the book because they go through all the different like levels of the underworld mm-hmm. in the book. That doesn't happen in the movie. The last cringeworthy moment for me was the sword fight choreography. The zoom out on Percy oh, and Annabeth it was fighting. So bad. It was so choppy. And you could tell yeah. they had like sped it up a little bit. It was weird. I it was hard like to that. watch. It was really it was hard like what to a watch. bad way to end a movie. <laughs> That was but. already. Oh, and that was when she like pretended to kiss him or like went to kiss him. And then she was like, don't get distracted. And you're like, yeah. I didn't like that. What do you what do you recommend for this cast in terms of either order of viewing slash reading or maybe I think that everyone should read the book, especially if yes. you've never read it before. Read these books. They're so much fun. Again, only read the first two, but the first two are so much fun. So fun. Anxiously await the Disney Plus show that's coming out. Mm-hmm. And probably just pretend this movie doesn't exist. As Rick does. As Rick does. Holy cow. <laughs> I was doing a little, a little searchy search on the internet to like find stuff about the show so we could talk about it. And I found this quote from Rick about these movies. I love it. <laughs> he said, I still have not seen the movies and don't plan on ever doing so. I judge them from having read the scripts because I care most about the story. And this is, I like this point. I certainly mm-hmm. have nothing against the very talented actors. Not their fault. I'm just sorry they got dragged into that mess. Rick is really a good person. Yes. And he always does his best to continually work towards doing better mm-hmm. and honestly I respect him for this take as the creator of this work yeah I respect it honestly props to him Good. and for handling it that way and for making statements that are cutting but also respectful yeah 100 mm-hmm. percent master class master class I also saw something yeah. and I didn't write it down but he was like it's really tough seeing your work go through a meat grinder i was like woo valid i can totally understand that valid so yeah read the books wait for the show avoid movie at all costs all costs avoid avoid but the show wow i am i can't wait i am so pumped i saw they started filming five days ago that's so wild. I June second. Oh my gosh. June second they started filming. It's gonna which be is so good. Incredible. Yes. I'm so excited. So excited. We've got a cast for the, the big three. And when I say yep. big three, I mean Percy, Annabeth, and Grover. <laughs> yes. We have Walker Scoble as Percy. Um, and he is the young boy who's in the Adam project, which I haven't watched. Neither have I. But I did watch a few interviews uh, with him today, and he's hilarious. Yes, he is Percy. He's going to be so good. He's so, first of all, so cute. 
He's such he's a little cutie. So cute. He's actually 12. I know. I'm so pumped that they're actually, actually going to be 12. like age accurate. But yeah, he's so cute. I saw this, I saw an interview with him and the like adults from the Adam Project. And he quoted this R-rated speech of Ryan Reynolds from Deadpool. And it was so good. I think I saw that same clip and I thought it was hilarious. It was amazing. <laughs> and all the adults were like, Ugh. shocked. And I was like, that is Shock. Percy Jackson if I've ever seen him. <laughs> I know. I don't know that I'm more excited about. So Leah Sava Jeffries was cast as Annabeth. And I don't know anything yes. about her, but I am so excited isn't the word. Happy isn't the word. But just the response Yes. of Rick towards the casting oh my of Annabeth has been encouraging, I think is the word. Yes. This um, is the correct way to handle this kind of racially charged controversy. Yeah. Because this girl, I I don't remember who was saying it, but when you see that photo of just the three cast members standing together, I'm like, just the little smirk I just got that chills. she has. I, I just got like, chills. Annabeth. I know. And we pulled up or Madison pulled this up. She did the research of some quotes from Rick from his blog statement about her casting because of the awful way that some people have reacted. Because she's not you, blonde hair, blue eyed. Which again, doesn't matter because it doesn't matter. It's about the character and having the traits of Annabeth. That's what's yeah. important is yeah. who she is. So I've got two quotes that I found. And the first one is, he says, Leah is exactly the way I imagined her in the books. Smart, strong, and courageous, a true daughter of Athena who has zero patience for the foolishness of a certain seaweed brain. Which I just love. Like I got a little and you already Honestly, yes, <laughs> like reading I, that. Uh, you can tell that Rick cares so much about this story and for people yeah. getting what he wanted them to get. Yeah. And- Oh, I just love Which it. I think is even more evident in this next quote. So he then goes on to talk about like people who are upset about this casting. Mm-hmm. And if he said, if you're still upset about the casting of this marvelous trio, then it doesn't matter how many times you have read the books. You didn't learn anything from them. And then he adds, watch the show or don't. That's your call. But this will be an adaptation that I am proud of and which fully honors the spirit of Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Taking the bedtime story I told my son 20 years ago to make him feel better about being neurodivergent and improving on it so that kids all over the world can continue to see themselves as heroes at Camp Half-Blood. I'm like, I'm so I'm like tearing up. Reading it's that, so I know. Good. It's so good. Uh, and again, this is, Rick is constantly trying to do better and take the base of his work and improve it so that it actually is accessible to all mm-hmm. children, not just yeah. children like his child that he originally wrote it for, but yeah. all children. And I just, I love it so much. And I definitely teared up a little bit as you were reading that because it's, he's, he's so good. I, I just love it so much. And this is the correct way to handle it. And he yes. is, he's doing the work. This is not a JK Rowling. Well, I didn't say Hermione was white. Like, oh my no. gosh, yeah. This is that this, is not it. Yeah. This is how you do it. Rick knows how to be an ally to underrepresented communities. Yes. And the other casting is for Grover is Arian Simhadri. And I have not seen this kid in anything. I don't either. I don't know anything adorable. about him. He's, he's adorable. So like cute. he looks like Grover. He's gonna be perfect. The one I'm <laughs> so freaking, 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 freaking excited for. Yes. Mr. D, again, Dionysus, camp director, (laughs) hates his life there, super sneaky, (laughs) sarcastic, has been cast as Jason Mansukis. I'm so excited. There is literally not a more perfect person to play Mr. D. It's absolutely wild. The best part about this for me was that I got to break the news of this casting in our group chat with Chelsea and Terrence. Yes. And I felt like I was bestowing the best piece of knowledge because I was like, hey, did you all see this? I just like dropped the screenshot. You're like, (laughs) it was so good. I'm so pumped. He is he's gonna be amazing. He's just zany and yes, funny. He has the energy of Mr. D. (laughs) He'll get that surly part. 
the sunglasses, the Hawaiian shirt. I can see it already. I, I can see I it. I can't wait. I mean, Ugh. he doesn't have to change anything about himself to play this. No, is he absolutely does not. And then the last one I saw that I saw today is that Megan Mullally is playing Mrs. Dodds, The Fury, which I think is also incredible. going to be awesome. It's going to be so good. <laughs> it's going to be incredible. Don't watch the second movie. <laughs> our last our last category is what to read slash watch if you like this. I'm so mad Don't that I have it. to watch it. I'm Hashtag so self-care, mad. friends. Self-care. Uh, I love myself and my time too much to watch that again. I can't do it. Uh, Disney Plus uh, recommends watching The Sorcerer's Apprentice and our dear friend Nick Cage. Interesting. I saw that too when I finished watching it. It popped up. I was like, I okay, seen it, never though, seen so that. That's, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I do have... <laughs> I have one last thought, which this is a a Taylor Swift moment for us, because if you don't know, we're both massive Taylor Swift fans. And when they showed up to Nashville to go to the Parthenon, there was the Centennial Park sign. And I, in my head, green is the grass where you read at Centennial Park. And I was, then I was Mm -hmm. just vibing for a minute. Mm -hmm. And then I remembered that I was watching this movie again and I was mad. Sad. But. (laughs) I had a nice little swift moment. Dear Taylor, fan, friend of the pod, uh, Taylor Swift. Yes. Dr. Absolutely. Swift. Come on our yes. podcast. Amazing. So I guess uh, to summarize, we loved the book, hated the movie, and that's it. <laughs> truly. This was yes. so fun to do this one. I think so it's fun. hilarious that we started with an like a terrible adaptation instead of a really good adaptation. <laughs> yeah that was that was a choice honestly it was a choice it was a choice the people needed to get our personalities and the best way to get that was from this movie i think it really was it really was so our next adaptation review i'm actually really excited about i'm so excited Um, we're gonna be and i know i already saw that you were you reread it and so i'm gonna listen to the audiobook as i drive home um, that's what I did I listened yeah. to the audiobook <laughs> yeah so we're going to be reviewing Holes the Lewis I think it's Sacker Sacker Soccer. I don't know One I clearly those. did not listen too closely to that part of the audiobook Hilarious. where they introduce it <laughs> so we're going to be reading and watching and reviewing Holes to stay updated on when that comes out we would love for you to subscribe if you've yes. listened and you've just, you know, really enjoyed yourself, leave a little review. It would be incredible. Yeah. Say hi. Say hi. We'd love to hear from you. Follow us on Instagram at the red carpet pod. We will be posting updates there as well. And follow our personal instas too, if you're feeling generous. Yeah. If you want more of our amazing personalities and mm-hmm. you're like, you know, I need more of this. You, need you can more. follow us there we too. We get it. Yep, at Fictional Cast, at Reading Rainbow. It'll all be in the description. But for now, we hope you have a great week. Have a great week, friends. Or weekend, depending when you listen to this. Who knows? Whatever it is. Have Have a great great... time. (laughs) Have a great life. Have a great everything. Have a great everything. (laughs) But we will see you next time. Bye.